Welcome to BPB Knows. Today, BPB Knows Corporate Structures. Our expert is Richard Cabrera, a director in our tax services practice and an advisor to corporate clients. So Richard, tell us what are the options for corporate structures? Well, I think you have a few basic options when it comes to corporate structures. I think most popular right now and, and probably the easiest to set up is an LLC, a limited liability company. Uh, rules for limited liability companies vary by state, uh, and so they're not identical state to state. But the benefit of limited liability companies is you could be taxed as a partnership, as a corporation, or as a small business corporation, an S corporation. Alternatively, if you actually incorporate under state law, the resulting entity is a C corporation by default. Um, that's your traditional C corporation. You pay dividends. You think of Apple, you think of Amazon. Those are C corporations. A C corporation, though, if it qualifies, can always elect to become an S corporation. Aside from the corporate structures, the, the other probably choice is a partnership. And so an LLC can be a partnership, but there's also partnerships under state law. So you can be a limited partnership or a general partnership. And so that kind of covers the basic you know, structures that you could choose as you start a business. Hmm. So how does an entrepreneur make that decision? What are the things that they should take into account? You know, I mean, there's really a wide variety of factors that, that depend on each business, uh, including what is your ownership? If you're a single person, you can't be a partnership. Another factor might be your cash flow versus your cash burn. Are, are you planning to live off the profits or are you planning to reinvest the profits and grow the business? Even your exit plan kind of comes into play when you're first developing your strategy on, on what entity selection uh, you want to make. Because, you know, if you want to take advantage of some of the most lucrative tax provisions in the code, you have to be a certain entity type and you have to meet certain holding requirements. And so, you know, really there's a wide variety of factors, just going back to your question, a wide variety of factors that, that kind of determine what is the best entity type. So if, uh, if an entrepreneur makes a decision when he or she is starting a company and then decides to change. Is that a difficult process? Thankfully, it's not that difficult. Uh, the choice of entity is not something that is set in stone. Uh, U.S. tax law allows you to change your entity type, and you can do that via entity classification elections, or you can do that actually on a state law basis, meaning if I started an LLC and I wanted to become a, a C corporation, I can make an election, or I can literally go to the Florida Department of Revenue and incorporate my LLC and become a corporation. So, so you can kind of do that either way, and, and it should not be that difficult. And what would cause someone to, to decide to change? I think to take advantage of, of certain tax rules. You know, If you started off as a C corporation and you're paying yourself out profits, you are paying yourself dividends, and those dividends are subject to tax. And so you get taxed twice as a C corporation, once at the entity level, once when you pay those dividends. Uh, by converting to an S corporation, you're now a flow-through entity and you only get taxed once. And so there are some considerations of, of different tax rates that they have to take into account, but um, that could be one reason that you might want to switch your entity classification. Are there any limitations to certain types of entities that would cause uh, a person, uh, an entrepreneur to choose one over the other? Specifically with S corporations, uh, you find the most ownership restrictions. In an S corporation, things like you can only have 100 shareholders. You cannot have international shareholders. If you do have foreign shareholders, there's only one way to do it, and it's through a trust. And so 
the flexibility with an S corporation is not that much. Whereas in a C corporation, multiple classes of stock, multiple shareholders, international, you know, domestic. And so those types of considerations come into play when you're choosing your initial entity classification, as well as if you want to change what you can change into, uh, sometimes those restrictions can come into play as well. And you mentioned the tax benefits of being one versus the other. Is that something that often the entrepreneur can see right up front or is it when the company gets to a certain size or is this something that you just evaluate every couple of years for your clients? I think it's something that's a constant evaluation, you know, something that might work early on in the investment. You might say to yourself, hey, I'm the only investor here. Let me take all the losses on my personal return. Let me take advantage of this tax structure as a flow through. But, you know, there might come a point where you need to build bigger and you might need to raise capital. And, and that effort of raising capital might send you abroad to get foreign investors. And so now you need to incorporate and become a C corporation uh, in order to do so. And so it's a constant evaluation. Um, unfortunately, really nothing is static in business and, and nothing is static when it comes to tax planning, you know, when it comes to that entity level conversation. And how about foreign citizens who are starting a business in the U.S.? Do they have the same options or do they have limitations based on their um, where their home country is? They have a lot of the same options. <clears throat> Excuse me. The only limitation is with the S corporations but they do have a lot of the same options. The biggest issue with foreign, you know, non-US persons investing in the US is withholding and, and usually withholding considerations because certain countries have treaties, right? The US and the UK have treaty, US and France have treaty, but the US does not have a treaty with every country. And so, you know, you need to know your country's treaty position with the US before investing in the US because that could be determinative on how much withholding is going to be withheld on your behalf and basically decide whether or not you need to file a U.S. income tax return as a, as a non-U.S. citizen. With international clients especially, uh, the pre-planning is really what goes into this. Thank you, Richard. Sounds like with many of the things we talk about on this podcast, it can get complicated if you don't have someone who really knows what they're doing to serve as your guide and advisor. We're always happy to serve that role. To our listeners, thank you for joining us today. As always, if you have questions or topics you'd like us to cover, you can contact us at bpvnodes at bpvcpa.com. We'll see you next time.